I am here with Alan Chipman. He is a former candidate for city council for sixth district here in Richmond. He and I know each other over the bird app. The bird. Um, the bird, man, the bird. He is a pillar of the Richmond community. He has, even before he and I started following one another, I have been a fan of his work and I knew your work from a few years ago because of the sort of comments that you would make on LeVar Stoney. <laughs> Everybody would dunk on Stoney last year, man. Everybody would dunk on Stoney. And I, and I never forgot that. Um, oh, I never man. forget a name, especially on the Bird app. You can't, you can't. Especially, you know, you know, it's amazing is that last year they were, they were organizing, you know, Alexis Rogers was running for the yeah. mayorship. There was this runoff, basically, she announced her candidacy, like at the last minute and basically almost took Stoney's seat. What's hilarious is, is that somebody on Twitter said that they had a call from LeVar Stoney's campaign. They were like trying to convince people to like, <laughs> trying to convince people to actually get on the phone and like, and vote for him. And he's just like, yeah, I, I bet it's been pretty difficult to get volunteers <laughs> since this past summer, huh? He's like, yeah, it has. And he's just like, yeah, it's kind of difficult when you gassed all of downtown Richmond, huh? With tear gas. <laughs> hey and man, don't gas your constituency. I mean, I, I think that would be a... Yet here we are, huh? It only takes what 34% to win. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's insane to me is that it didn't you didn't just gas, you didn't like gas Shaco, right? You didn't gas the East End. You, you didn't gas East and Rico. You gassed Monument Avenue of yeah. all places. Of all places. Yeah, man. Like people's that, kids were out there, clergy was out there. I mean, at some point, the police were so wild, they were tear gassing Stephanie Lynch and Dr. Jones and everybody was it was it was a hot mess. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, they ran wild all over Richmond last year. They ran rampant all over Richmond last year. I just thought that was incredible, considering that, like, like, of course, there is that video of the kids outside of Robert E. Lee Monument, right inside that circle, and they're firing these tear gas canisters, essentially at these kids. And <laughs> They thought that someone had thrown something at them. That was their justification. When yeah. you looked at the video, <laughs> one of the canisters, they they tried to shoot a canister in a in a truck. The truck ended up being an undercover police vehicle that was tinted. They shot it at the windshield. It bounced off the windshield because it's an undercover cop car and it's got shatter slash bulletproof glass and it bounced and hit a cop. That is why Man, they gassed the kids. Like, yeah, and, and 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 then and then there were the ones that didn't get all the attention. Like when uh, uh, some of my friends at Race Capital in Virginia, a student power movement, were having a teach-in right outside of City Hall, and they tear gassed them because it was unlawful assembly, apparently. And so, yeah, I mean that that's what happens when there aren't any consequences for police. You know, like when we think about qualified immunity. You know, I used to write insurance. I mean, I. I, for some reason, I actually have a lot of people don't know, but I, I I'm a certified risk insurance specialist here. But uh, if you any risk or insurance needs here in Richmond, please contact <laughs> Alan Chipman. Now, now I'm out the game. I hung up, I hung up the jersey. But what we call that is that when people don't have enough skin in the game for any insurance that they have, it's called a moral hazard. And so it's basically that if people don't have any skin in the game. And my police union or whatever is going to pay for my legal fees or do whatever, people begin to act more recklessly. That's why we have things like a deductible, right? Uh, because the, the the thinking is, well, if someone has a deductible, they just won't 
you know, they'll be they'll they'll want to be a little bit different, right? They may want to put their seatbelt on. They may want to, you know, whatever it might be, because they don't be they don't want to have a consequence at the end. But when police don't have that, or when you know, for that uh same event or a different event where police were running people over with their car, and Stony behind closed doors is talking to police and saying, "Oh, we're just going to have an investigation to calm the people down," right? It's insane. It, it was it was really incredible. And what's even more incredible is especially these past like two weeks before the election, <laughs> the police chief is coming out saying that civilian review boards were going to cause more police to quit or feel as though <laughs> that they couldn't yeah. do their job. I'm like, are you serious? Look, talking about insurrections. And, you know, I said this I said this when I was Man. when I was at, at city council, uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani was one of the, the worst actors of the insurrection, right? Uh, but people don't know that that was his second insurrection, I guess, on his resume. The first one was in September of 1992, where Mayor David Dinkins, I think, who was a mayor of New York at the time, a first Black mayor in the city, decided that he was going to have a c- civilian review board that didn't wouldn't have any police on it. And so Rudy Giuliani and a bunch of police come in and they storm City Hall and they're flipping over cars and having a riot. And they're saying, well, we don't want this because it would lower police morale, ignoring the fact that they had just killed a resident and people were upset about it. And that's why they wanted one. And so I, I, I made sure to state that during my comments, because I was quite confident that same playbook of it's about police morale was going to kind of pop up again versus. And then also, if accountability to the people you serve lowers your morale. What does that say about your known activity to the people that you're supposed to serve? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you don't want anyone to know what you're doing, it's a pretty good indicator of what you're doing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And they seem to want to expand surveillance for everybody except themselves. So exactly right. They can have body cameras that face out towards you. But actually having them being observed, a uh, no. Yeah. Actually, during a traffic stop, let me put up my hood so that yeah. no, so that you don't see what it is that I'm doing with this resident. Or they want to put license plate readers in the hood because it, it'll make it safer. So you believe surveillance makes things safer, but you don't want any surveillance over you to make it safer for the people you serve. The math ain't math. Right. It's like it's if two plus two is four, and five plus five is ten, some not adding up. Some don't make no sense. So, I mean, look, so of course there's LeVar Stoney, so we, we're going to get to LeVar in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, didn't, didn't, wasn't he like campaign chair of Terry McAuliffe's campaign also? Like, I feel like a, he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of <laughs> sliding in, oh, the casino didn't win. Hey, y'all, look at these maps. And it's like, talking about maps, weren't you the campaign coach? Because when they, when they made that announcement in front of Maggie Walker uh, Governor's School, I'm pretty sure they said that uh, you said that you would be uh, running his campaign. And Kat said, how can you be mayor and running somebody's campaign? And you said, I don't know, but I'm finna do both. So, man, 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 LeVar, y'all, look, 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 especially the majority of my listeners are in Richmond. But if you're all around the country, you got to Google LeVar Stoney. Man, I got to go to that Wikipedia page, make sure history is right. because Yeah, because he might write write another op-ed full of bs and oh my change God. change the public memory which and is why he, we took down the statues right we wanted accurate public memory and then he writes a lost cause article about the violence he was overseeing 
when Felice were. I mean, and it was just, it was just, and the thing is, I mean, even before we get to the election, I mean, we really want to talk about the Black Lives Matter protests of last year. I still have, I still have videos on my phone where I can literally go and see where there are police officers who have sniper rifles with essentially rubber bullets that like shot a cell phone right out of somebody's hand yeah. in front of RPD headquarters. I mean, shattered the iPhone. Yeah. And I will put, I, I will, and I, I mean, it's already up on my Twitter page. You can yeah. go and see that. I remember that. And I mean, yeah, like, I, I remember when a police car cut through a median driving on Monument Avenue at night and everybody said, oh, we're talking about the one with the bikers. I was like, no, nah, I'm talking about when he drove through a bunch of people. And I think in like uh, late May or something. And mm -hmm. Nothing oh, ever happened with that. And that was the same, that was the same week that brown man from the KKK from Henrico was driving through people just a little bit more of the street of monument avenue and so it's people forget that one of the requests of the protesters was to search do background checks on police for connections to white supremacist organizations yeah and the thing is the the actual protesters on the ground don't have anything to do with like blm 757 or anything along those lines like yeah no nah, people were actually not that oh, de oh definitely not that um <laughs> not that um you know Organizers actually on the ground in Richmond are actually like doing the work, putting these protests, these, these movements together are actual community members, people who have a stake in what it is that they're talking about. And it was always incredible to me. And I, yep. And I, and I have that video. You hear essentially what almost sounds like a gunshot. And here's what's crazy though. Cause Jason Miara is right now our now our, our attorney general elect today is saying that he wants to have, get authority in his office that as attorney general, he can override what a Commonwealth attorney might be if they feel it's, if, if a police chief feels it's too harsh. I mean, and that is, and I mean, that is, that is. And we could, is, and, and his, and his race was super tight, but because we didn't want to spend, put more people on the ground to, to, to get Mark Herring elected, nah, we were trying to push a casino through. We were spending $750,000 in order to put together advertisements for Terry McCullough's campaign. We're going to spend a few tens of millions of dollars on bullshit that literally doesn't matter, that doesn't move the needle instead of actually going to communities and organizing and investing in communities in order so that we have a long-term stake in these communities so that we just don't come back to them every year with television ads and flyers and pamphlets. And I know I heard more radio ads and saw more TV ads and, and Twitter ads and, and whatever ads for a casino than I did for Mark Herring, who only I lost mean, by what, a couple, couple maybe 10,000? I mean, it was like, it was a couple thousand, it was a couple tens of thousands of votes. And, you know, I, I was, <laughs> you know, the, the, yesterday, you know, yesterday I was incandescent. I was yeah. apoplectic at the yeah. idea that we are going to, we repeated 2016. We repeated 2016. Like what's amazing to me is that, and there's a, and there's a map out. I actually, I, I just quote tweeted it. Like, the main places that did not come out to vote were black centers. Main places didn't come out. It was Richmond, it was Suffolk, it was, it was Portsmouth, it was Norfolk, it was Hampton, it was Newport News, it was Petersburg. It was large sections of this state that simply refused to come out and actually do the work. It, it, is, it is incredible to me that they were not organized. And the reason why they refused to come out is not their fault. That's not what I'm saying. 
The reason why they refuse to come out is because they are not represented by Terry McAuliffe. There is no policy that Terry McAuliffe was pushing that like that that like promoted or empowered or strengthened that community. I'm still trying to figure out like and I'm interested, right? Like 2016, like technically speaking, Hillary Clinton had decent like she had a decent policy platform. I mean, it was $12 an hour, right? But it was universal pre-K, universal child care, some student debt cancellation, stuff like that. As far as I can see, I literally didn't know what Terry McAuliffe was running for. I literally, I mean, and I looked, I literally did not know what he was running for. It didn't make any sense to me. He so, came out dancing to return to the Mac. What more, what more do we want? Man, yo, what more? What? Oh my God, man, you talk about mad, and, and, and also mad, and also, you know, I, again, uh, I grew up in Baltimore, and Maryland is a state where pretty much it flip flops. You got a you got a Republican governor, then you got a Democratic government. You get so 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 you you get to to hear and see and and mingle with conservatives and get to see what they think and what they hear, and. You know, I even know some never Trumpers here. And I think the great miscalculation, and I think this is what goes into the white women that went from Biden to Youngkin, they made the fundamental miscalculation that the people who moved from uh, from Trump to Biden saw Glenn Youngkin as Trump. Fundamentally untrue. This is what I told people. Terry McCullough thought this was a race between Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, when in reality, it was a race between Marco Rubio and Joe Manchin. Right? Like, this is what the dynamic was. And Cash were like, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not Trump, right? I'm not, my people don't seem like Trump. The never Trumpers I knew who were irate about, oh my gosh, I can't believe people are voting for Donald Trump. I, I will never vote for Trump. Not only were they voting for Youngkin, enthusiastic they were knocking doors for Yunkin. they were doing campaign events for Yunkin. Yunkin, come to my backyard Yunkin, do posting on instagram oh this is this is my you know what i mean and so when people see that that trend but the reason why he the miscalculation he made is that these people who are going from uh 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 from biden to Yunkin, he made the miscalculation that he could even win them back that, that they were even a calculation on that. Most people and most conservatives I know, whenever they vote for a president of a different party, they double down at home, right? But because I guess McCullough, you know, oh, I did it when Obama did. Yeah, people wanted, people wanted to vote for a, for a black person to make history because people like to make history at the polls. This is why you shouldn't have jumped in front of two history, potential history makers. But anyway, it's just a fundamental miscalculation of how conservatives operate right like youngkin is there is there is their dream candidate right yes so, right in virginia the, like the vest and the and the and the critical race I, I mean like i couldn't think of literally a better republican to run with i remember watching um just the different speeches of people when they were trying to select their candidate i heard one radio interview by youngkin and i said this is the guy i hope that doesn't win the convention because he has the ability to look at a to connect something that's very deep, a deep hurt of of the general populace. Right. Whether it's businesses being closed, 
uh, due to COVID or 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 schools closed, all those other type of things. And is a way to make it seem like it's attached to a policy that has nothing to do with it. As a policy nerd, as someone who's worked as a legislative aide in the General Assembly, I'm like, oh, that's some BS. But for people that don't know, it's going to sound like that's the right formula. And I knew that he was very skilled at that. And that's why I said the only person who would be skillful enough, down to earth enough to listen to that BS and say, oh, actually, I was in subcommittee when that did, and that doesn't isn't what that did, would be Jennifer McClellan. Yeah. But, hey, here right. we are. Yeah, but look, and the thing is, is that, and, and I think that's exactly right, that it was a fundamental miscalculation of what exactly this race was about. And so I... I guess I'm sort of going to start from here. Just, I, I think overall, uh, and I, I, I said this this past week when I was talking about sorry, Robbie, so uh, you're wrong about, and I was a little, <laughs> I was a little worked up on that one. I've been worked up pretty much all week because white supremacy is on the march, and it's really, it is really going unabated. It, 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 it is marching from state house to city councils to school boards to governor's mansions to the Supreme Court to the presidency unopposed. I mean, I mean, basically unopposed because of how unserious the Democratic Party is. And because of yeah. the kind of clowns that they keep putting up and, and people are like, oh, well, Terry McCullough was a governor. I'm like, dude, the time Terry McAuliffe was governor, Bob McDonald had just gone through a major scandal inside right. of Virginia. People right. forget about that. So the Republican mm. image inside of Virginia was not looking good. And yeah. on top of that, when it came to 2017, Democrats got lucky again because not only did Terry McAuliffe add like three, 400,000 people to the voting rolls in terms of giving people their rights to, their right right. to vote back, but also we were basically running against Donald Trump. And at the time, I, I, and yesterday I did this in the aftermath, when you look at the poll numbers of Donald Trump on the day of the election in 2017 versus the day the, uh, the, the day that the general election, the day that the gubernatorial election was happening in Virginia in 2017 versus Donald Trump's approval ratings, he had something like a 40, 42 percent approval rating, just like Joe Biden has right now. Yeah. So and Ralph Northam had run on decriminalizing marijuana. Right. He ran on repealing right to work. He ran on actually raising the minimum wage in Virginia. He ran on those things, actual policy, and he told people what it is that he was going to do for him. Ralph Northam was not like, oh, my opponent is Donald Trump. Now, granted, Ed Gillespie, like, basically just wrapped himself around Donald Trump and was like, yep, this is, this is me. Same thing for Corey Stewart versus Tim Kaine, right? I mean, Corey Stewart got beat by Tim Kaine, I think it was like 16 points. I mean, it was mm. just ridiculous. But my thing is, is like there was policy in 2017 and we got lucky with both the fact that we were adding people to the voting rolls and Donald Trump was around. And the majority of the people that were, were being added to the voter rolls were African-American or, or poor whites because we were enfranchising those who had lost their voting rights due to felony convictions. When you hear, especially people in the audience, they hear something about felonies. Felonies are any are, are like they're not like murders, rapes, or, or like e even like burglaries, like home invasions. Up until a few years ago, like grand larceny was like $500. So if like you mm. stole an iPhone, you were a felon in the state of Virginia. Yeah, I think it was like, like 250. We had to fight to, 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 to up it. I, I'm and, and it should, it and, and, it, and it's, yeah, it was, it was pretty low. It was like 250, 300. So you, if you, it was out here taking somebody's used iPhone six, you were, you, you created a, you, you know, performed a yeah. felony. 
you know, and still needs to be higher from what wherever we raised it to. Yeah, man. But and, and also, when you think about that, Democrats saw that, you know, Trump was in the White House. So what do they do? They doubled down on their party in the local races. And so it, it and Glenn Youngkin understood those swing voters way more than Terry McCulloch did. Right. Because the only thing that, you know, pe- and, and people don't understand why people became never Trumpers. People think that people became never Trumpers because of the racist stuff he did. People became never Trumpers because he cheated on his wife. And he said what he said coming out of that bus, right? That's the number Trumpers I know. That's when the line was for them. It wasn't a policy dispute with, 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 with Donald Trump. It was purely aesthetics. And so now they're like, man, I'm tired of all these pe- people calling me racist because I'm, I voted for Donald Trump. I want to vote for my home party. And I want evidence to prove I'm not racist. So what does Glenn Youngkin do? I'm not going to depart from any of the policy of that. Look at me. I'm a family man. I, I pray. I play basketball. And here's my here's my one wife. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And and look here. Look, right. Right. We've we, we, we got we've got a black we've got a black we've got a black person as a, as 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 the VP. So Lord, have mercy. So so as a, as a, a, a lieutenant governor. So forget all those Black Lives Matter people. We put up a black candidate and we, we've got it. We've got it. We've got an, a, a Hispanic candidate as as AG. So I don't want to hear about what Trump did at the border. Look, look at this person right here. So not only can you come back home, you can come back home and show your black friends that you're more racially forward than the, than the Democrats, because we got more people of color on our ticket than you did. And that's that's the dream ticket of what they wanted to do. And that's and that and that's the thing. I mean, it, it, the thing is, it, it reminds me of Donald Trump at the rally. Look at my African American over there. Right. That's that's that is it. Just it it is. He is a. Ma- I mean, Yunkin really showed some incredible incredible political aptitude in this race by not only insisting that Donald Trump keep his mouth shut, like he had to beg Donald Trump not to endorse him. He had to beg him, like, yo please don't come to Virginia yeah. because because had he come to Virginia, I'm almost sure that the like in my mind, like Fairfax, Alexandria, like Arlington, Loudoun, his win, like Terry McAuliffe probably would have got two or three, four percent just because Donald Trump was present in the state. Like many people don't know this in the state of Virginia, like the, the northern part of the state is where a lot of the Democratic votes come in. But the problem is, is like that part of the state is like CIA, FBI, like the alphabet of the federal, of the executive branch of the federal government and quite a bit of the legislative branch of the federal government. They despise Donald Trump. They hate him because there was James Comey and how he, he, how Donald Trump essentially denigrated the CIA, denigrated John McCain, denigrated James Comey. They all took, and remember the Russia stuff, right? I mean, as 2020 was coming around, everyone forgets, not only was Donald Trump impeached twice, but the first time it was all over Russia. And then there yeah. was, yeah. Anyway, so my point is, is that within Virginia- And we ain't I seen think, Robert Mueller since. That bro, that bro hit the peace sign hard. Oh, like the look, meme where the dude just go, yep. he was <laughs> he said, gone, I did the support. Bro. What more do you want from me? And I ain't seen him since. I don't even know if the brother's still alive. He just gone, just ain't exactly. seen the brother. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is for most, and that's what, and that's really what I'm getting to with this is that for Democrats, this is all a show. This is all a game to these people. And I call, and the thing is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put these words in your mouth. He does not, my views do not reflect his, <laughs> I'll let you guys know. I call these people psychopaths because it is, they are willing, they are, 
in my mind, they are such egotists. They want to see their name up in lights on a billboard, on radio, on the on the te- on the internet screen, so bad that they are willing to risk the actual majority of the yeah. Democratic I- Party. They are willing to risk our lives. And the thing is to make it clear what we're talking about, because I am not a Democrat. I am not a Democrat. I am an I'm I'm an independent who caucuses, I guess you could say, with Democrats yeah. when I got to. But the I Democratic ticket does not mean Terry McAuliffe. Democratic ticket means climate change, means a, means keeping abortion to be a legal right. That means keeping same-sex marriage being the law of the land so that people don't have their kids taken away from them, right? It means action when it comes to actually funding education in the state. It means following through with the promises that we made last year when I was talking to Chelsea Higgs Wise about marijuana legalization and how it's not just about simply ha ha he he that we have legal weed now and you can possess up to an ounce and go to your local store and purchase it with cash. It is about resentencing. It's about letting people out. It was about yeah. making Virginia the first state in the union who legalized weed to let people out of jail. So that yeah. we're not selling it inside of, you know, inside of businesses. Meanwhile, people are still rotting away in prison for it. Absolutely. It was about funding pre-K. I mean, that was Ralph Northam's justification, right, for legalizing marijuana was we're going to put this money towards pre-K with the majority of it. And then the rest of that money was put towards things like a reparations fund, which they were going to be determining what we were going to do with that money this upcoming session in 2022. And now that this clown, this rent clown is up on stage dancing. I mean, he's up on stage dancing. Meanwhile, there are pipeline protesters. I covered this a few weeks ago. There are pipeline protesters, literally maybe 20, 30 feet away. And they got Henrico County cops, man. It sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Sounds about white. (laughs) I mean, they got Henrico County cops surrounding these pipeline protesters. I interviewed people from the line three protests under the caustic consequences of colonialism. Um, dispatches from Indian country. You should listen to that. Um, it is it is incredible to me that these guys turn their back on the base, not just Black people, because most of those protesters for Line 3 at that rally were white. It is about turning your back on the base and spitting in their face and saying, you're still going to vote for me because we dare you to stay home or vote for the Republicans because you know how bad they're going to do it to you. And so mm-hmm. that is no longer working. That's how we lose 30 to 40,000 votes in Richmond. That's why 30, 40,000 people don't come out to vote. That's why we lose 10,000 votes in Norfolk and in Portsmouth and lose 15,000 votes in Hampton and 10,000 votes in Newport News and 5,000 5, votes in Petersburg. Like you start adding this stuff up and you come to the point where you could actually start to take Yunkin, right? I mean, yes, the Western part of the state really did turn out, right? I was very surprised by the fact that Glenn Yunkin was able to drive out the base. That I looked at his popularity numbers among the base and um and and donald trump's popularity members among the base and i just didn't i mean they're close but he's not donald trump right i was thinking me personally i was thinking only donald trump could pull that sort of coalition together and given the kind of narrative that we've had around quote unquote critical race theory in this state considering that no one is teaching (laughs) critical race theory in this state is really incredible um I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we have a we have a Republican Party that's more dedicated to racism than democracy, because even when people talk about election integrity and all this other type of stuff, it's like, well, why aren't you voting for the for the people act? Because Title Two is about election integrity, but it's actually about election integrity. Right. Uh, election uh, Title Three is about election security, but it's actually about election security. So I'm saying that if 
if somebody manufactures voter machines outside of the country, they can't manufacture them. We need to find a manufacturer that's actually within our whatever. So all your whatever your conspiracy theories about Dominion machines, all the other type of stuff, you should be the first person voting for the For the People Act. But why? You won't do that because that means black people can actually vote in a fair way, right? And then we have a Democratic Party that is more concerned about power than progress, right? They want progress on their terms with their with their guy driving. And so it's just like it's it's like you 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 don't really want this. You just want to maintain power and have it at your terms and say, oh, whoa, what do you mean in qualified community immunity? What do you mean for da da da? We know we want our guy in because it's the same thing that got people effed up over Hillary, right? This whole it's my turn. Like and that it's my turn. If it's my turn almost kept us from having the first black president. Right? Like, like, like <laughs> and it and it is it is the white liberals. I'm and I was adamant about this the other night. It is the white moderate that is, I mean, MLK said it, man. It is the white moderate. It is not the Klansman, it is not the white council leader. It is the white moderate who is dedicated to order. And in this case, uh, over justice. And in this case, mm -hmm. it's even it's even worse because in this case, they're not even interested in quote unquote order, right? They're interested in their name being up on a billboard. They're interested in their name being up in lights. That was the whole reason why Hillary Clinton ran. Not because like, oh, like I actually want to do something for the country. No, like this is this is my show. Like, like, like I, I, it's my turn. Like I just, I don't, the kind of entitlement, the kind of psychopathy, the kind of just total dis and, disregard. And the lack of self-awareness. The, the, the craziest thing to me about McCulloch running a campaign yeah. on Glenn Youngkin equals Trump, even if Glenn Youngkin did equal Trump, everybody sees you as an extension of the Clintons. Hillary he Clinton, because he Hillary is. Clinton, Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. Why are you saying this guy is the guy who defeated the wing that I'm from? But he wanted to imagine that he was Joe Biden. He's not. Nobody sees him as, as, as Joe Biden. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And, and, and how, how high the stakes were, um, and then when you when you starting to see these things about about the, the, the depart the, the you know the Democratic Party of Virginia that they were they were they were blacklisting people who didn't support him in the primary and when I read that when I read that as someone who was on this person's blacklist I said that sounds like some Lavar Stoney stuff that sounds like Hillary Clinton stuff because yeah, you remember she would not allow any Bernie Sanders organizers to her campaign she did yeah. blacklist people the Clintons yeah. keep names that, that that kiss the ring culture man. That's exactly, and the thing is, that is, I mean, it is, it is, it, yeah, I mean, kiss the ring is a great way to put it. To me, it, it's more of just like, bow your head. Like, I, I am royalty. Like, it is this entitlement that like, no, we, I run this. Like, this is, it's not only my, I have a right to have this office. Like, I, I have a right to this office. Not like, I want to run, I think I'm a good candidate. Like I deserve, quote unquote, to win because I have the best ideas or the best organization. No, I deserve to win because I'm me and because I know the right people. And this is my, and basically, the, look, this kind of a Lana Del Rey. This is my show. And so, and this is how they're going to do it. Like, 
It is insane. It was just the only reason why Terry McAuliffe won is because of money, major money spending, especially when it came to older African-Americans. You can see it in his earlier ads. He targeted older African-Americans extensively throughout the state, especially in places like Hampton, Newport News, Suffolk, Portsmouth, Nor uh, Norfolk, um, Peter places like Petersburg, Richmond, and Rico. He targeted those places and won 249,000, I think, votes in the primary. And so when I was looking at this, I made a fundamental, a fundamental miscalculation earlier last, excuse me, last week, which is the same one that the point that you just made that this, this was not a race between Joe Biden and essentially Donald Trump, right? It was not that. I was thinking that, especially if you look at like Dave Wasserman's um, numbers, that if you look at the approval rating of uh, people or of exit polls of people who were going week by week when it came to turning in early votes, like two thirds of them were in favor of Joe Biden. So you had like 63% of those people who were turning in early ballots, like either mailing them in or, or voting early, approved of Joe Biden. And so people were thinking, okay, that's directly gonna correlate to Terry McAuliffe. Like how could you like Joe Biden and not go Terry McAuliffe? And it turned out that not only was that not entirely the case, and not only is Glenn Youngkin obviously not Donald Trump, I mean, we learned that lesson now, um, but it, it, it is moreover that like, we are in a situation where Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin are representative of, of course, all that is wrong <laughs> within United States politics, but more representative that the the governor's race within Virginia is a is representative of a miscalculation that the left, not including Democratic Party, because the left is not the Democratic Party, but also including the Democratic Party made, which is that essentially that since Donald Trump is gone, the, the coalition is going to fall apart for the Republicans. And that because Joe Biden is in office or the and because that Democrats have won since 2017, or excuse me, since 2013 inside of Virginia, that that was going to keep happening. That essentially that the demographics were shifting, that the kind of early votes, all the, the fundamental signs that were supposed to be there for us were working. And it and, and it's not, and, and it wasn't. And so now we've ended up in the situation that we are in. We have to understand that, that uh, people on the right are, uh, I guess, manipulated and hypnotized and propagandized, not into a love of the right, but of hatred of the left, right? So it's, it's, it, it maybe Trump would fall if, if it was about love of Trump, but it was more so about hatred of the left. And Trump was just the vessel in front of you that would get you vengeance against the left. And so Donald Trump's gone, but they still hate the left. I mean, that's, I mean, but the thing like, is that, I mean, but that is that is Republican policy, like literally summed up so well, basically since the 90s, right? That is Alex Jones, Mark Levin, like own the libs. Like it's the Drudge Report, yes. it's 8chan, it's just own the libs. It's the reason why Republicans are in the state of Virginia are now going to start going after um, the shutting down of coal fire power plants. It's not like coal is actually financially viable. It's not. Clearly, it's not. It's not been financially viable for years now. It's the reason why so much is shutting down in West Virginia, even though it's so heavily subsidized, it literally still cannot make money because it's more profitable to invest in something like natural gas. But it yeah. is incredible to it's, me. It's, it's not about a level of conservative policy. It's about what can we do to squeeze out some liberal tears today? 
and it and the thing is they will look you in the eye while destroying the planet and laugh because they think this is funny i mean it is it is a level of malevolence that is really i think underestimated um and i don't think i'll ever underestimate it again um, yeah i mean they don't they don't love the planet they just hate the tree hugger yeah, yeah. you know like when, when, when you when you fundamentally understand that which is, which is why it was so crazy for Terry McCullough to be out here breaking campaign promises and distancing himself from uh, from people who were already on a pretty thin line um, to say, no, nah, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get these white women. No, you're not. And you, the thing are, is- you are. You are. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I love my sister, Princess, but I'm just talking about from a calculus standpoint. To be a Republican in this race. And to vote for Terry McCullough would be like the equivalent of uh, would be like seen as like a Princess Blanding vote, right? Like, what are you doing over there, man? We got Yunkin. We got you, you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like the 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 never Trumpers in this race, if they were still never Trumpers, were seen by the Republican Party as uh, the people in the Democratic Party would look at a Princess Blanding voter. Like, like, man, yeah. Yeah. why? What is Terry gonna give us? What is right. we gonna fund the police? Like, you, yeah. and the duh. thing is, like, it, duh. I know, yeah, I know. I we know. fund. We 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 not running on funding the police. We running on letting uh, the the police control the attorney general. Which is what just you, how you how you gonna up that? How you gonna win my vote when we can have the attorney general controlled by the police? And you gonna send them up? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we gonna give them money. That's already that's already it. What else I mean, you gonna do? I mean, Ralph and you're Northam. and you're attached to Hillary Clinton, which is the anathema of the, of the, it's like yo, I don't know who was on your team, who was in your calculus that thought you were even an option to these white women <laughs> and, the, and these and these former people who 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 people pretty much stopped voting for Trump because they said it's too embarrassing. The yeah. racism is too embarrassing. It's too much, bro. Not that it's wrong. It's too much. It's just it's right. Emba- I can't talk about it with my friends. I right. can't it's, have it out in public. It's, it's like your friend at the club. It's like, yo, you drinking too. You doing too much, bro. Take the drinks down. I'm not gonna give up alcohol. I'm just, I'm just saying, two <laughs> drinks less, Mister Bartender. Please, he's out here making a fool of himself. Like, right. but you think because their friend is out there drunk, you gonna, you gonna think they gonna stop drinking? Like, right. I just don't know where that calculus was. And so then, in order to try and win those votes, he could never get. He then began to split his base and 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 then at that point it's just like yo man you you just don't have it yeah and the thing is is that i uh you know this race is basically going to come to about 70 or eighty thousand votes and in the case of hillary clinton and 2016 she across all the counties that she needed to win in order to flip the states that she needed to in order to get the electoral college votes i mean we forget she won an overwhelming majority of the popular vote right in the country mainly due to places like California just ringing and New York just ringing up vote totals because it's just like, you know, like, like fuck Donald Trump. But she lost by about 60 or 70,000 votes across just a few counties. And we learned today that about a thousand votes across a couple counties is what cost us our seats in Virginia. And, you know, and, and I'm going to get and I'm first I'm going to get to your point about, yeah, Republicans absolutely hated Hillary Clinton. They hated the Clintons. They were like they have had that hatred for the Clintons since the 90s. And it has been. I remember when Maryland upped the speed limit from 55 to 60 miles per hour. I remember hearing them say, look at Bill Clinton. 
man, he's up here renting out rooms, just an immoral person. Now he's raised the speed limit because they want everybody to be as fast as Bill Clinton. And I'm just like, the Yo. speed limit? <laughs> the and the thing is, a lot of, a lot of like, people don't like, understand black voters can be very conservative, man. They can be very yes, conservative. They can. Especially in the social views. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. There are, yeah, and there are black parents who are concerned about what's what what their kids are being t- and all that. Like like again, I've seen my parents have been delivered, amen. But I've seen at a very close level how people actually think versus whatever his messaging team member who probably shall never find work again. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully was, not. Was Hopefully trying not. to make them think it really was about, and it's just like. It's it's not it's not he's not Trump, and and people people though he was giving them plenty too. Some people were not voting for him out of a, a, a racist motivation, or or what they would mo- what they would identify as a racist motivation because they don't understand how the Southern strategy is racist and how racist language has been updated. But to their point, you know, so it's it's um they just read they just read the play wrong. They just read the play wrong. And they did thought it, it so forcefully. And the thing is, not even even if you read the play wrong, right? And you called him Donald Trump. Okay, you call him Donald Trump in an, in an ad, in a radio ad. You don't get the Muppets to come out and tell people that, hey, if you don't vote for me, if you don't vote, you're an asshole. Like that's, and you certainly don't use millions of your own, thousands of your own money to send out a mailer for Glenn Youngkin to say Youngkin endorsed- equals Trump. <laughs> And so Youngkin probably like, oh, you just won the Trump vote for me? Because I mean, like, Youngkin oh, at least God. knew Not I'm going to have to throw, that. I'm going to have to throw, that. I'm going to have to throw something to the crazies. So uh, we don't even teach CRT? Okay. I'm a band CRT. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, Youngkin going to do it. And Youngkin like, we, we don't do it anyway, but you, whatever cricket sell crazy Amanda chase people up, up to the vote. Okay, cool. So it's, it, but he at least had the wherewithal to say, I'm gonna need everybody in my party to at least feel some type of good way about me. Where Terry was like, you know, even we think about Richmond, right? Jeff Warren from Richmond, our delegate is a person who led the bill to end qualified immunity. And he's up to saying like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. It's like, fam, cats know Terry ain't gonna defund the police, but at least, at least do qualified immunity. At least throw something to him. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I mean, Ralph Northam last year was like, like you during, said, we talking about 80,000 votes. We talking yeah. about, we just talking about 80,000 votes. That's all it took. Just a little, little bit of people sprinkled around the Commonwealth. that might be like, okay, cool. I Cause mean, again, you not winning back them white women. And the thing is, I mean, and I, and I just want to, I just want to point out to people at home, Ralph Northam gave away this past year in 2020 gave like during the summer of the black lives matter movement in the budget was advocating for giving police officers SUVs, replacing the entire fleet of Virginia state cops, cars, from the fusions that they have to the Ford Explorers that they now run around, that they now prowl in. I just wanna, and I was saying that at the time, I was like, cops vote like at an 84, 85% clip for Donald Trump. Why in the hell are you giving these, anyway, and they kept fighting for police bonus, not teacher bonuses, police yeah. bonuses during yeah. all of this. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, and the thing is, I mean, it's the same thing LeVar did with these ARP funds. He ain't get no teacher bonus to say we're going to get the police, but because their morale so down low, I can't imagine how bad, bad it must be to, 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 to brutalize a city and, and, and have people be, be upset with you. Like, and get away with it and not face a single, I mean, like very right. few, very few cops face charges for that. The police department never got any flack from the media about the fact that they got a freaking fascist Mussolini inspired goddamn mask right. on the side right. of the Richmond police headquarters. Building. Yeah, that's the monument they didn't touch. Yeah. And they got, they're gassing people out. When's Devon Henry taking that one down? That's what I want to know. Oh my God. And, and the thing, shout and out to Devon Henry too for taking those joints down too. But yeah, yeah, right, right. And even people, uh, and even people uh, look in, in Richmond and in Virginia politics, we all sort of are in our own lanes, but we come together when we when we have a common cause and we yeah. disagree with one another. But not, but people are not <laughs> people are not bad people just because we disagree with them. Um, right. No need to call anybody any names. We just have a disagreement and we keep it pushing because we got real work to do. Um, especially right. now that Glenn Youngkin is in office so or gives gop young boy oh my god so i guess i i guess we should just start i think as this was all pre (laughs) i guess we should just (laughs) because there's a lot to richmond a lot on our chest it's a lot on our chest it's all man man there's a lot to talk about yeah